Welcome to Rooted and Robust Podcast. How are you guys doing today? This is Rooted and Robust Podcast and my name is Ozioma Anil G. And you know how we do it on this show. I always have a guest and the, the idea always is to bring on someone who will either inspire you, educate or inform you on something. And that is why today I have a business development consultant on the show with me. And we want to look at common mistakes that could kill your business. What are those things that you're probably doing and you're not sure they are affecting you, but they truly are affecting you. So we want to look at some of those mistakes that are killing your business and we want to make sure that you avoid doing them henceforth. So I have on the show with me the highly esteemed Kingsley Ime. <laughs> Welcome, sir. <laughs> Welcome on the show. It's so good to have you. Thank, so good to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, it's, a, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much uh, for, you know, selecting to want to have me on your beautiful, um, um, inspiring podcast where teaming followers and listeners across the world, you know, hold you to a high esteem, right? So, um, I think a lot of people will start saying for the rooted and robust podcast to have Kingsley, it means it's yes, good. Sir. So you could see now your credibility is helping yes, me to grow yes. as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's, thank you. It's good to have you. So today, as a business owner listening to us, they are probably wondering. Yes, what's that mistake? Like, my business is really not moving. What am I not doing yeah. right? Yeah, so, I mean, we want to get to the roots because one of the things we do on this show is get to the root of the matter, then grow from there, right? So, but before we do that, please <laughs> do us the honors of really telling us who Kingsley Ime is. All right, okay, so, um, <clears throat> Kingsley, Kingsley Ime is my name. Um, I'm from. I'm fondly called PK. That's Phenomenal Kingsley. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a business development consultant. I am a success coach um, and I'm an inspirational speaker. And I'll quickly break that down. As a business development consultant, and my specialty is in helping develop businesses from ideas, from ideation to execution and mm -hmm. to a running and a thriving business, right? As yeah. a business development consultant, I help, um, I show individuals different ways which which you could create multiple revenues of making income in your business as a talented person, how you could turn your talent, your skills, and your passion to a very profitable business. And I also show you how you could, you know, um, gain market penetration as a small business and a growing business as well, yeah. uh, get people to begin to accept your products. And of course, very importantly, give um, uh, we, uh, market trainings that could help you increase sales within a predictable period of time. I am a success coach. And when I say I'm a success coach, what that means is that I help raise other successful people who become successful in their different endeavors as leaders. And as an inspirational speaker, I, I help give amazing and power-packed trainings and inspiring sessions that could help your team break the wall and run through it if that's what's necessary to help achieve the needed results right mm. so 
I am the lead consultant of Kingspire Resources. On the Kingspire Resources, we have the consulting arm of it. And of course, we have the academy arm of it. So we run a business academy as well, which has well over 150 um, students so far, graduating from 18 um, top-notch industry leaders, the likes of Ameka Nobis, Joyce Daniels, uh, Maple Dapa, Simeon Taiwan, and the rest of them amazing um, as, as faculty members who are training in different diverse fields. So our yeah. vision in 2030 is to help 10,000 entrepreneurs raise their business, um, their business operations to the level of making at least a revenue turnover of a million dollars a year. That's our vision 2030. And we're working towards it on a daily basis. I'm doing this so that if you're out there listening and you'd love to partner with us, we'll be very much happy to welcome you aboard. Our focus is in Africa, but not limited to African entrepreneurs alone, right? I have been featured on several, several radio and television stations across different cities in Nigeria and other cities around the world as well. That has helped me to speak to an average of over a million people um, averagely every month via the radio talk shows and of course on regular TV, satellite TV stations. I've had uh, the privilege of receiving several awards by reputable organizations. Um, I received JPI Leadership Award, uh, Jamie Padua International Leadership Award. I'm a recipient of Global Educations Award. Uh, several of them. That's that's just um, me just trying to brief briefly summarize my journey so far yeah i had to take some time to share this not to pride to anyone uh listening out there that oh this guy is cocky you know he's just being so proud no um just to say if i can do it anybody listening to me from any part of the world you can do it mm -hmm. i grew up in the low part of town if you're in nigeria you know there are prominent places where we call ghettos right so yeah. um grew up in a ghetto uh, but I don't like calling it to get to because it looks like I'm slamming down on the people still living there. Okay. I lived in Diob. Diob in Port Harcourt is maybe similar to Ajegunle, but not as rough as Ajegunle, though. Okay. Right? You know, and but I grew from there, reading books, attending seminars, borrowing books to read. You know, not today that we have YouTube, we have podcasts. Yeah. Back in then, I, you know, there weren't things like podcasts, or if there were, it wasn't. We weren't exposed to them. I know pretty sure when I started, there wasn't anything like YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. Facebook was gradually starting as of that time, but it wasn't what it is today that people you could actually learn a lot on, on, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as, as the case may be, right? So um, in the midst of not having all those things available, I still had to uh, nurse the idea and the desire and the passion to, you know, want to impact people, to um, run a business, a company of my own that is also creating impact, uh, and to also become successful and be a, and be an inspiration to people, to younger people, mm -hmm. you know. So, not that we have arrived, but we're still on the journey, you know. Yeah. So that's a bit about me. Wow, wow! It's safe to say that you are a people builder, because I mean, every almost everything you said is about building people to build others, you know, stuff like that. And it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> let's get into business, right? It's, yeah. It's common. I, I don't think it's a common thing. But then, starting out in business, there are certain information that are not always available to young business owners. And that's more like the reason why they struggle 
when they start out, you know, trying to make it in the business world. So for someone that is a consultant in this space and someone that has, you know, grown, you've grown your business from scratch, you've had experiences. So I am going to allow you <laughs> to take us on the ride and help us understand some of these mistakes that we make and how to probably prevent them so our businesses can fly, you know. <laughs> so it's about to use yeah. 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 All right. Thank you so much. Uh, so, so I get excited every time I have the opportunity to talk about um, business, talk about growing business and uh, perhaps I hope that the conversation will challenge you as you're listening. Business is your ability to identify a problem, mm-hmm. create a solution, and package that solution in form of a product or services and offer it for a fee. Mm. That's how I define business. It's your ability to identify a problem, create a solution, take the risk of creating, please emphasize, take the risk of creating mm-hmm. um, the solution in form of a product or services and offer it for a fee. Now, this problem could either be what you you face or encounter personally or what you observe other people mm-hmm. go through. Yeah. And you're able to find a solution. Either you created a solution or you could find a solution elsewhere, but you're able to repackage it mm-hmm. and offer it back as a service or as a product to people and you charge them for it and there's this quote i paraphrase it the, the, the quote says something like business is all about solving people's problem for money anything outside that is charity <laughs> <laughs> oh, i like that one <laughs> wow you know yeah so so um i usually say when i get interviewed i said problems are blessings in disguise for business people mm. the more problems that exist in an environment the more the business people have the opportunity to be blessed with creating the solutions and making money out of it. Yeah. The foundations of every business today is hinging on three principles. One of them is to create solutions. Yes, to create solutions. Number okay. two is to make a difference, create something new, right? Yeah. I think let me stay with those two. So, so to create solutions is to make something new. Every business, the telecommunications company today are making a lot of money in Nigeria and perhaps the world because they've been able to turn that um, ability for me to sit in my room and put a call across to a friend in the UK, a friend in Nigeria, a friend in any part of the city and being charged for the call call credit time. That's a solution they're providing. So if you, all the way from the city of Port Harcourt to maybe Lagos to meet with um, rooted and robust um, you know, podcast team, and have this interview. We're somewhere in a corner of different miles apart and then we're having this conversation yeah. and it's still making sense. So so starting from that point of view, uh, I am of a, of a big proponent of growing business. So I don't like calling them small business. I call them growing business, okay. right? Okay. So, uh, yeah, so growing business, of course. Uh, when we say small business, many businesses in Africa think they have gone to the stage of being a big business many businesses are still under the under the stage of, of, a, of a small business mm-hmm. i think um if you're listening you might want to go google what a small business is a small business has a certain number of staff you must have exceeded for you to come out of the caveat of being a small business there's an estimated revenue that your business is supposed to generate every month consistently for you to have evaluated yourself as not being a small business i don't have the numbers over my head right now and i don't want to you know mix it up so i don't want to but i think i want to challenge someone to go out there and google so 
Yeah. Uh, my, my, my passion into, into business consulting is that I have worked in four different industries. Um, I've worked in the education sector as a classroom teacher, where I taught, of course, that's where I got the skill of teaching and speaking, right? Okay. I taught, and then I looked at the curriculum, I looked at the entire system, and I realized, yes, my students were doing well in the classwork I was given to them, but I was worried the curriculum that we're being given to teach as regulated by the system, how yeah. relevant are they when these kids grow up mm-hmm. into the society? Mm-hmm. So it became a concern for me. So I moved from the educational sector to working in um, to working in the banking sector. I worked I worked in the customer service unit from the customer service unit to the uh, finance department a couple of years, and I saw the beauty of a business starting and growing. And I saw the mistakes and the negligence that caused the business to also begin to drag down and almost died you know, the verge of dying. So I moved from working in the banking sector to working in food processing. So what we call the one-man business of, and painfully the one-man business kind of system. I was employed to work mm. as the operations manager. So okay. I moved from being the operations manager to being in charge of production, you okay. know, to being in charge of finance at the same time to be in charge of leading the marketing team. So I worked in the food processing industry and I saw the great part of, you know, on the spot decision making that comes with running your own business without necessarily having board of directors who uh-huh. you need to go for a board meeting, who need to a vote before it's been taken. I also saw the negative part of, you know, making emotional and irrational decisions based on sentiment because nobody is asking you for accountability as a business owner that also uh-huh. affects the business, you know. Yeah, so... And then I, w- I worked with um, an, uh, a travel consulting firm, which was one of my <laughs> very interesting parts, another powerful industry in its own. So these give me the variety and the experiences that I saw a lot of businesses struggle. And that has helped me to consult on the go. You know, so with these experience and these background, it helps me want to be more passionate about African entrepreneurs because uh, I stand to be corrected, but... I think 40, if not 20, 20 to 30% of the world market depends on Africa, on two <laughs> things. They depend on Africa, on selling the products or getting the raw materials, right? Painfully, painfully, Africa remains the most blessed continent with resources, right? Yeah. Uh, natural resources, but the most plight because of uh, lack of systems, structure, infrastructures, and business education emphasis on business education that helps the entrepreneurs to run these businesses the right way right i've seen businesses i've seen i've seen lots of businesses start from nothing and grow into amazing ventures i've also seen great businesses collapse and die at the verge of simple things that could be avoided right so i'm going to share and as i wrote in my book i get a lot of um I get a lot of people come to me again and again and again and again. And I keep having a coaching session and consulting sessions with them on helping them develop their business on helping them develop their marketing, uh, their business model, and helping them develop their marketing strategy and marketing channels to help them sell their businesses and grow their businesses, products and services uh, by that I mean. So I had to put together a book titled Start Small Sellout. And part of the conversations I'm going to be talking is from those books. It's broken into three parts, actually. The part where you start, grow, and profit in your business. So in the starting part, I shared where the things you should consider, the 5 plus 1 formula. There are 5 plus 1 formula you can use to start any kind of business. 
And one of them is, what do you want to start? That's the first question. Mm-hmm. What do you want to start? What kind of a business do you want to start? Do you want to start a business that is connected to your experience, your knowledge, and your expertise? Is it your talent? Is it your st- you can start a business from your talent. You can start a business from your passion. You can start a business from your knowledge and experience. So, for example, you have been a classroom or a head teacher for, say, a junior school or junior high or senior high or you know a, a college. You've been you've been a, a head teacher or head of administration for over 10 years or 15 years as the case may be and over these 15 years you have seen it again and again with that you can decide to start your own um school right yeah now you're starting from your experience mm-hmm. right you're starting from your experience or maybe you're a very passionate teacher or a passionate person who is passionate about you're passionate about food and the way food are being presented and that propels you to go into becoming a chef you started a business um uh, a chef academy or something like that right i know we're discussing on common mistakes that causes businesses to die right but i to trade background you know so there are a lot of people who would have started their business but they are worried that they don't have capital oh i don't have capital i i, I became a lone voice in the wilderness like <laughs> the holy book would say uh john the baptist in the days that you mm. know and i kept shouting you actually don't need money to start a business mm. And everybody's like, it's a lie. You need money. Well, I paraphrase that just to suit some people. But the reality is that if you feel that money is what you need um, and, and to start a business, then you are not getting it right. I, am I saying that things like you saying that we don't need money at all to start a business? Of course, we do need money. But money is not the only thing. Money mm-hmm. is not the priority. A lot of people have summarized capital as money, mm-hmm. which is wrong. Mm-hmm. Many people say, oh, I need the capital. I don't have capital to start. If I have the capital, I probably will start my business. But that's not true. Um, there are about seven to eight different kinds of capital. Hmm. Or let me not exaggerate. There are about six, about six of them. And financial capital is one of them. Just one. There's financial capital. Just one. There is people. If you have the right network, that's a capital you have right there. So people are capital. Knowledge is capital. Yeah. You don't have the money, but you have the knowledge. That is a capital. Have you explored the possibility of taking advantage of that very well? You can be knowledgeable and not really well experienced. Mm-hmm. Experience is also a capital, right? So, so there's this capital that we need to take advantage of. And those are the things that I have been able to be uh, point out to a lot of uh, people. What do you want to start? And the next question is, why do you want to start that business? Oh, I want to go into business. The first question, why do you want to go into business? Because there are wrong reasons for starting a business and right reasons for starting a business. Many people start business for the wrong reason. And one of the things is that um, some people start a business because they find out that their friends are doing business or um, their colleague in, in church. You know, oh, my neighbor in, in, in the street is starting this business. And I've been seeing her doing this business. I've been seeing her making profit. I, I want to go into the business as well. Yeah. That's not enough reason. That's not a right reason to start a business. Oh, you can go that as an inspiration, as a motivation. But it's not enough because I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. Business is not, um, it's not a stroll in the park. Yeah. No, it's not a stroll in the park. It, it, it's tough. You're right. So you need to toughen up. You don't jump into business because another person is doing it and is making um, profit or is succeeding. Well, that can motivate you, but that you should go beyond that. Another um, wrong reason people start businesses, which I say as a consultant is not good, is because it's not good enough. It's because, oh, um, 
you know i'm i'm doing nothing so this this i'm, I'm shooting this at women now who are married to their husbands who are career and successful career people and they are just at home and they are like oh i'm just bored in this house i'm not doing mm. i just want to do a business just i want to do business and then the the man gives them like probably 10 million naira, 20 million naira, yeah. and in two years the whole thing is packed up again and she comes back again oh i got another business idea <laughs> <laughs> i get i get clients like this so i try to re- redirect their thoughts so number two formula in my book i talk about is the why how do you how do you find out your why that can connect you to doing the right, to starting the right business that can actually grow? Then, of course, the why, the when, where do you want to start it? You know, mm-hmm. the next question is, where do you want to start it? Those are the background what I wanted to put on the face of our conversation today as mm-hmm. you're listening to us. And let's dive into common mistakes. And in chapter eight of my book, I wrote it and I'm going to just speak the points and explain them. Uh, I, I said, kiss your business goodbye. Five simple mistakes that's growing businesses make that mm. may crash that crashes their business i use the word may because i'm not always i i try not to use the word absolute when i make my conversation but yeah. sometimes they turn out to be absolute right <laughs> so i'm not going to say that will crash your business i'd rather say that may crash your business all right <laughs> so yeah. so so number one one mistake one thing that common mistakes that kills a lot of businesses is no business training lack of business education mm. Hmm. lack of business education so many businesses especially in africa they jump into a business because of the excitement and the bubble so everybody's shouting tech 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 today oh tech is the big thing tech is the new oil tech is this (laughs) yeah and then you don't realize that in tech is tech is a world on its own there's data analysis there's ai there's robotics there is (laughs) machine thinking there is web development there's software engineering there is which way are you going to see you could just go into tech and get lost so, mm. so many people um start businesses and neglect the education part of the business yeah so as a business as someone who's been a, who's done a lot of trainings with organizations and businesses i mean i can tell you and i can be very absolute at this and i you can take my word to the bank if you don't intentionally go on business education business training invest in business training you are most likely may not be able to grow further than where you are in your business and as a matter of fact if you're not advancing in knowledge other new business will eat up your business they will take up your market share they will dominate and take over the market from you yeah so um business training a lot of businesses don't invest in business training some are afraid that oh if I invest in training my staff and they walk away, they, walk you know, away. they leave the organization, I'm the one losing. No, you're not the one losing. You just played your part in their life. They will never forget that they got impacted in whatever they are able to do today because they were one staff and they were working for your organization or with your organization. And in the case of where you have, you invest a million dollars or $50,000 in a training, such mm-hmm. a huge amount of investment, you, you, you put a contract clause. Yes, you put a contract clause that, oh, listen, uh, we're about to take you to go for a training that's $100,000. Yeah. And this is a huge investment we're making. And we know that the knowledge that will be impacted in you, we can never take it away. Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that whatever training we give to you, you also help make sure you stay around to our organization benefit on it. So therefore, you're going to sign this contract clause that should you come return back from your training, you must work with us on X, Y number of years for, yeah. before you ever think of leaving the organization. And if for whatever reason you 
you still leave the organization you are not going to be working in a business or in an organization Let's that say, is offering similar service that yeah. we are offering within this geographical region you get what i mean mm -hmm. so when you put out when you put out clauses like that what it does is that it helps you save uh, that part of being scared that yeah. uh, when you do training and they are going to leave but that can only happen when of course the training you're giving is very substantial and the, and the amount you're investing is pretty high you must be able to look at your business in different phases so mm -hmm. when people meet me oh how can I, I want my business to be successful i want to have a successful business how do i make my business to be successful i smile and i said your business is like a human part mm -hmm. it's like a human body rather your business is like a human body. A human body is made up of different parts. It's the coming together of the functionalities of the different parts of the body that makes the wellness, that determines the wellness of the, the whole body of the, of, of the human. Same with your business. So there is the marketing aspect of your business. There is the uh, human resource aspect of your business. There is the product design uh, uh, you know, uh, of the business. There is, there is the production part of the business. And from time to time, begin to improve upon how you make them happen, how you work on them, right? You yeah. can't be running as a, as a manufacturer. You can't continue to manufacture your products the same way you started five years ago. Mm -hmm. so you've got to do research. You've got to um, pay and bring an expert who you cannot fly your entire team to where they are. You can bring the expert to where your team is, right? It shuts yeah. the cost. It comes and gives you an advanced teaching. I know of a young lady who started out uh, with an SSE. SSE is like uh, senior high for those of you listening from any part of the world in Nigeria. What we call um, what we call senior secondaries is the senior high, right? In 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 school, and that was how she had. And then she went into catering, you know, to learn catering as a skill. Mm -hmm. From learning catering as a skill, she went into cake design. And I've watched that over time evolve. When I mean evolve, she does world-class cakes today. She does mm. her cakes are world-classly designed. Why? She kept investing in the artistry of cake design and decoration, sugar coating, and all those stuff. Yeah. She would pay. She would go. Today, she moved from charging as far back as charging, you see, 10,000, 20,000 naira per cake design to as much as 250,000 naira. People are still wow. excited to pay her. Mm -hmm. Why? She invested in knowing the business and growing the business, all right? So so uh, quickly, your knowledge on your customer attraction strategy, your knowledge on your customer service, your, whether you are one-man business, you need to identify these different phases of your business and work as though these departments are actually functioning with a team with, mm. the, with the belief that your business will grow to bring in those individuals that will take um, those places. So service, uh, marketing, packaging of your product, bookkeeping, Business management, when we talk about business management, everybody always think about money, how you manage the money. No, no. In business management, you need to learn how to manage people. People, true. Both your, your suppliers and your, you know, so there are three kind of people, chains of people in business. There is the supplier chain of people. There is the internal chain of people, which are your team and your staff. Mm -hmm. And there is the external, which is the most important, which are your customers. Mm -hmm. How you relate with your supplier is different from how you're going to relate with your your staff and how you relate with your customers. You don't look down on your staff and put your customers in high esteem mm. at the negligence of your staff. Why? Your staff can undermine you when they feel that 
they don't matter in the skin in the scheme of things yeah in your priority they are not asking you to make them their priority but they are looking for a, a boss a leader a person a management that would see them as important as well so let's yeah. jump on that let's go to the next the next reason why most businesses die number two reason as i've written in my book is mm -hmm. poor market research oh my goodness poor market research so starting and running a business without knowing the market and the industry you are in is a wrong way to run a business mm -hmm. see i tell you the truth you may just be kissing your business goodbye as it most likely is heading that way with the event of more people pouring into the business today my god you have got to do a lot of research i usually tell people who pride in training and i love it i'm not saying we should hoard that you know how to um that those who are into um let me say chef academy for example catering schools hospitality and training schools those schools or baking schools or whatever you may call it uh they should stop doing it no i'm only reminding you that it's training this new student that you're also training in new competitors into the market mm -hmm. <laughs> true yes you charge them a hundred and fifty thousand naira or two hundred dollars or five hundred dollars to train them yes you have done that but they are now a competitor in the market yeah and if you feel that because you're the one that trained them, the market will still come to you rather than go to them. Absolutely. And they go ahead to do more research. They are going to take over the market from you. Yeah. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. So market research. So even as a podcaster, you're going to do market research. Yeah. What is the yeah. highest? In my, in my two years of podcasting, in my three years of this business I've been running, which of my products is my star product? Many people don't even know their star product. What is a star product? Star product is a product that is most loved by your customers. It may not even be the product you even like. Fact. <laughs> but it's not a business for you. Yeah. You're in business for you, but it's the market that dictates your business. Yeah. If you spend 10 hours in decorating, designing a particular product, and you send it to the market, and the market did not respond, and the one you carelessly just used three minutes to do with with no much uh, preparation and all that the market swamp at it they love it they are asking for more that's your star product you're not gonna say ah i don't like that one Seth. let me concentrate and keep pushing this one you're wasting your time mm. leave the market what the market wants so market research a lot of people a lot of businesses don't do market research see organizations that invest in r and d make more they advance ahead they are always ahead than other businesses, right? When, when we talk about R&D, we mean research and development. development There's got yeah. to be a department in your business called research and development. Whether your business is you and yourself alone at the moment, in your budgeting, you need to put an amount of money you call it for research and development, where you would say this money goes into research, where you subscribe to journals, mm -hmm. your industry journals that gives you updated on what you're doing. When I started out in my career as, a, as an inspirational speaker, I, I did an extensive research that made me discover places like Toastmasters. Nobody told me about Toastmasters. It was in the course of my research that I got to discover Toastmasters. There's mm -hmm. a magazine globally called Speaker Magazine, S-P-E-A-K-E-R, for everyone that is into public speaking. Yeah. I researched and I discovered that magazine. There's something called National Speakers Association. It was in my research. So when it comes to public speaking and inspirational speaking, I'm deep. No, I'm deep. And I can tell you that. Because passion without knowledge is like flame. It's mm. like a, a flame without enough firewood to keep the fire going, right? So how do you do market research? It's very simple. It could be through questionnaires, right? It could be through in, in a conversation. You could even reach out to um, institutions. There are organizations that specialize in helping do 
um, research. Some people have never, uh, never ever known the importance of Bureau of Statistics. I think in Nigeria, the Bureau of Statistics are they are the number one. Well, so to say, one of the reputable organizations that you could check out for statistics. statistics. What is the statistics saying about your industry? You are into fishery and fish farming. What is the statistics saying about fish consumption? What is the future of it? You, what what other business is coming in that is a threat to your existing business? Mm-hmm. Is it possible for you to, to pivot and position yourself in the new business that is coming in? Should the new business threat and take out your existing business completely so you don't completely flop out so that's number two so the next one that kills a lot of businesses is is business plan or business model okay so i've heard a lot of my colleagues who are consultants and speakers um talk about talk a little bit down on business plan you know every time you write a business plan you're always projecting how your the business will succeed the yeah. business will increase in that's what we always think that's but the reality on the road <laughs> The reality on the road does not match sometimes what we projected. Yeah. So um, many businesses are not thriving, or uh, one of the things killing a lot of businesses is because they don't have a plan. You can actually start a business without having a business plan, but you cannot you cannot grow further for a long time if you don't run, if you don't have a business plan. Otherwise, what's going to happen to you, which is happening to a lot of businesses, that you are going to be in a particular spot for five years and you are not even aware that you've been there for five years. Run around circles. <laughs> yeah. You are having people come into your store. They are buying from you. But you have never for once realized that in the last two years, you've had only 20 people buy from you week in, week out, week in, week out. Mm. So I ask people, if 20 people buy from you, 20 customers from January to December, every month you have 20 customers, is is that business growing or not? Mm -hmm. And a lot of different answers usually come. And you could tell. So having a business plan helps you from time to time to look at the plan that you had. You projected that in two years, you would have gotten 1% of the market. Maybe the market is about 20 million consumers. So you had a projection that in three years, 200,000 people should be using your products. It's five years now. Have you done the analysis to see if actually 200,000 people are consuming your product? Or even close to that. Or even close to that. So you, 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 you know, you got to ask yourself that question. And you may be wondering, oh, sir, how do I know that 200,000 people are consuming my product? Select the production units. Mm-hmm. Business plan. Many businesses don't have business plans. They don't have business plans. So they don't know whether they are growing or not. It's businesses that have business plans and projection that will be able to look at the business plan and say, oh, we have been at this place. At this point, we estimated that in 2022, we should be hitting... 2 million error in profit, but we are still doing 800,000 error in profit. Hmm. Or we're still doing $1,000 in profit instead of $5,000 or $50,000 we are projected. Yes, you are doing $1,000 in profit and your cost of production and operations, right, is probably $200. So you are excited that you are doing $1,000 in profit, right? Mm -hmm. Compared to $200 that is put into operational costs. Now, you are excited that you have $800. But the reality is that by your projection and research, you're supposed to be making $5,000. Because you were not following your plan, you could be excited and be lost in that excitement. And Mm. there's another underdog coming on and he's taking over the market. So you need to ask yourself, what am I not doing? All right. So let me just pick one more. Seth Gordon said something. If you don't know Seth Gordon, he's one of the world's foremost marketing experts. His quote says, don't find customers for your product. Find products for your customers. Many people find customers for their products. Let me explain 
what he just said and i'll connect it with what i wrote in my book here what he was saying is don't produce a service and a product and hope that you will find people that will buy mm. don't start a restaurant where you sell chinese food hoping that you will find chinese people in nigerian market to buy mm. <laughs> rather find what your customers will need mm. yeah. and look for the product of their need or create the product of their need and their solutions and, and, and sell to them they will buy so it's a waste of time for me to go and start up a restaurant somewhere around Ikeja, Lagos, where I'm selling Chinese food, the best Chinese food, sushi and all the rest of them. Very, yeah. very sweet. First and foremost, Ikeja, Ikeja in Lagos, Nigeria. They don't know how to use chopsticks to eat. Yes, sir. Chinese use chopsticks. Don't. No, they don't do that. <laughs> but let us go and look for Amala and Glegosha <laughs> in Ikeja. Yes, you sir. have found a product... For your customers. For your wow. customers. So a lot of people produce with the hope. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is good. In the line of faith, like I said before, I'm a Christian. In the line mm -hmm. of faith, hope is necessary to build onto your faith. But hope is not a business strategy. Mm. You can't rely on hope. You've got to go into the market. And that's what I said about the research part. Why you don't do research. So um, producing before looking for customers is a mistake. Mm. Look for the customers. Find out what they want and then produce what they want. You don't have to advertise for them to buy, but you still have to advertise though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so you don't say, ah, I, I, I learned on that podcast that I don't even need don't to advertise. Need that no, one. No. <laughs> <laughs> go and find out that Coca-Cola is still, but yeah. you can't discover that. It, it, funny enough, Google advertises on radio. <laughs> That's serious. <laughs> During the COVID, I listen to ads in my, in my neighborhood. Facebook and Google were doing ads on radio. Hmm. They were doing Jingo and it was playing more than 10 times a day. I'm not hmm. joking. I opened my mail the other day and I saw Google advertising yes. advertising YouTube to me. They're telling me that I can find a lot of meaningful conversations <laughs> on YouTube. YouTube. Like seriously. Do I know YouTube? <laughs> I should go. So they are not assuming that I know. Mm -hmm. Even though I have a Gmail account, they are ensuring that they tell me yeah hmm. so that's that that's we're jumping to the next point now many businesses they fail because they don't take advertisement serious yes oh my business is not big when it's big i will advertise oh i don't have no you make two hundred thousand naira at the end of the month put out 10 percent and put it on, on as a budget for advertisement there are different channels of, of advertisement today there's whatsapp advertisements get a get get 20 people who are influential who you know they, they can view they have a thousand viewers on their status and pay them two thousand naira each to put your product on their status whether people buy there's an awareness that is going on there yeah you get what i mean and in marketing yeah. awareness is key that influences um purchase mm -hmm. right so 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 you cannot afford not to advertise so many businesses are dying not because they're not doing well but because they're limited they're limiting their ability Organic marketing is sweet, but paid traffic, paid traffic is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. You don't want to, you don't, don't want to go there. It's been wonderful talking. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing. That was amazing. Um, Start Small Sellout is still available on sale. How do we get in touch with this book? With this wonder book, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, yeah, Start Small Sellout is still in, is still in, is still on sales. Pretty soon, it will be on Amazon by the end of 
um, next month. By the end of next month, it to be on Amazon. So you, you can get it on December, Amazon. Right? December, so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it will be on Amazon. So you could get it on Amazon. Uh, you could also reach out directly to me or text me on WhatsApp. My team will respond, rather. If you text this number, the team will respond. And they will dispatch it across to you wherever you are around the world. Plus 234-8063-471336. Uh, the team will reach out to you immediately. Or you could send an email to Mike Kingsley. M-Y-K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-I-M-E. Mike Kingsley at gmail.com. Or perhaps visit our website, my website, kingsleyme.com, www.kingsleyme.com. I think that would even suffice. Just go to the website. If you're in Nigeria, fantastic. You get it um, within 24 hours. If you're outside Nigeria, Amazon would be the best um, channel to get it across to you. Okay, so how much does the book go for? So we are ready <laughs> for getting well, in touch with you. Well, <laughs> okay, so the book, um, the book in Nigeria... It's going for 2000, just 2,500 naira, which is less than Shawama, right? <laughs> just 2,500 naira. Uh, in dollars, it's, it's, it's going to be between the range of 7 to 10 dollars, US dollars. That's excluding shipping. So by the time you order for it, we can now include cost of shipping and send it right. across. If you buy in large quantity to give out in support, we have a special package for people who do that okay all right awesome awesome thank you so much for, for sharing with us thank you so much for having me really appreciate it yeah all right so i am sure anyone that is listening or that would listen to us already knows how to get in touch with kingsley and get that small sellout um and of course everything that he shared today um stand from that book so if you got value from this episode you already know what to expect in the book we should plan a comeback really because there is so much <laughs> <laughs> there is so much yeah. on the book yes yeah so we should plan yes. a comeback <laughs> i'm up for it we can work on that thank you thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening for you that listened till the end uh, I want to hope that we did not bore you. Uh, it was not boring. <laughs> I hope you learned a thing or two. Um, I, I, I close with this, my quotes, I, and I say it every time I do training. The world will not celebrate you. The world does not care what you know. The world cares what you do with what you know. Mm. I repeat, the world does not care what you know. The world cares what you do with what you know. So now that you know that you need to do certain things for your business to grow, go out there and do it, it with all done. your heart hmm. thank you wow. i think this is actually a nice place to wrap it up today so this is how yeah. we call it a day guys i will be on here again next week with another amazing episode so god bless you guys and bye-bye